Good morning, everyone. How you been? Okay. Um, today is, uh, I guess, my last presentation regarding the, the topic, and I'm going to make a review, um, a general review of um, the basic elements of the uh, the doctrine that we call Trinity. I mentioned at the beginning that I prefer to call Godhead, and uh, because in my understanding it's more biblical, you know. Um, from the beginning, let me share with you um, that I am a Seventh-day Adventist. I believe in the 28 fundamental beliefs. I do not disagree with them. So um, I am on board in that. So I guess that we are going to communicate and understand better um, under that thing. If you have a different point of view regarding that, you might um, have it for yourself, but um, uh, probably this is not the best place to search for, for fighting. I'm not going to enter in a fighting. I am, I am going to be teaching people um, that is in the church and want to know more about the, the teachings of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, okay? So um, basically what I'm going to base my presentation today is in the Bible. I'm going to um, say to you what is the foundation of the view regarding the Bible because when I began to listen some things, I was wondering how in the world is possible to have uh, people that are denying uh, this teaching that biblically is so very clear in, in, in the view of the scriptures. So let's have a word of prayer and we are going to, to start because this is a very important topic that is dealing with um, the Lord of the universe. And we need to be, maybe to take our shoes and, uh, and with humbleness of our heart, study the topic. Uh, Dr. Pastor Ingo Sorke, could you lead us in the, in the word of prayer? Oh, Father, we thank you for the love you out for us and for our hearts. We want to thank you for being able to sit together and study and wrestle with the issues. Open the word and we'll pray for your blessing. We also want to pray for your blessing on the stories as they travel and then grant them a safe trip and a good ministry. We want to pray for the rest of the campaign that showers of blessings. Amen. Amen. When um when um when we go to the to the scriptures, um in in the presentation former days we were talking and mentioning about some plural elements in the Old Testament, and uh, we were reading and sharing and comparing and searching about Genesis chapter one verses 26, 27, 28, and I already mentioned about the Shema, um, um, Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verse 4, 
and we cover also Isaiah, um, the book of Isaiah. So I'm going to enter now with a, not any longer with a view of the pioneers, because we shift into, into that. And uh, by the way, you can find over the internet some good articles from Merlin Bart, for example, or, or Dr. Sherry Moon, um, or Edwin Gain, regarding um, there is an entire chapter, I guess it's chapter four of Edwin Gain in the internet regarding the anti-Trinitarians and the point of view of Ellen G. White. And you are going to find out a lot of material over the internet regarding the topic. What I'm going to review with you, some of the things in the, in the New Testament, okay? And um, plurality and triunity of God uh, in the New Testament is the topic I'm going to be dealing. And um, there is Matthew 28, um, 19. The Bible says there, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. This is a biblical teaching. Uh, there are people denying or questioning Matthew 28, saying this is not in the originals. Okay? I've been, I've been showing a couple of times here, somebody yesterday brought another argument that I never heard, that this was um, um, questioned in the Seventh-day Adventist Bible commentary. And you see those set of volumes over there? And uh, what we did was to pick up that, share that, and, um, and see the, the topic. By the way, you can reach and read and read about that. There is nothing like that. That is not, that is not the commentary with that information, by the way. It's another, but this is not. Um, there are some Catholics version of the Catholic encyclopedia that says that. However, let me share with you something. If you go to the Bible versions of the Catholic church, you are going to find out Matthew 28, verse 19, over there, like it is here. And I brought, um, you know, the, the Greek version with all the critical apparatus. And when I am telling apparatus means that in the section of the footnote, it is beginning to say, this is based upon papyrus, 145, papyrus uh, 180, uh, manuscript 48, something like that, you know? So when, when there is a variance on, or where, where, when there is something that is a change or a deviation, it is going to be there, and it's not. So that text is in the oldest originals. So there is... Uh, according to the version that is based from, from, from the um, Bible societies, international, from which is working, you know, kingship versions and so on, you are going to deal with that. 
Uh, yesterday I mentioned something. I don't know too much, um, and I'm going to be mm, very up the front with you about English versions, but I know a lot regarding Spanish versions because I've been discussing and I've been delegated from my church on the, um, from the local conference to the biblical societies in South America, and I've been in touch with the head editor and translator of the versions in Spanish. And we have our concerns, by the way. And uh, I'm, I'm going to share with you, um, I, can, I can say a lot of them, because our church present to the biblical society in South America some kind of work like this, 700 pages, in which we were suggesting changes in the version, in the Hispanic version. So normally, General Conference, North American Division, and several others are, are working in the same kind of style to, to be aware that we are here, and we are reading, and we need some changes. One critical topic, you know what was? Sabbath. Sabbath. Why? Because in, when, when you are working with uh, electronic versions of the Bible, you are going to see the, this abbreviation. You see King James versions. It's KJV. Okay? New King James version is NKJV. Okay? So uh, when you see um, um, Reina Valera is the name of this version in Spanish, it's RV60. And that is Yushinaida, by the way, was the head translator of that. He was honored by the church in 1980 for the American guy, um, seven languages. He spoke in those days. He died already. And he was a very good translator. Very open, by the way. Very, very open. Very, very open. But um, we were questioning some words and several things regarding critical topics that um, were in those versions. Sometimes when we read something, we need to compare uh, the Bible to see what is in the text. And it's right. But when, when there is no foundation, please, we need to stop that. Because if, if the Bible says, in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and you are going to find out that there is no questions with the originals, and you are going to be uh, or see that is, this statement is supported by very old manuscripts of the uh, Greek language. And also, you are going to find out that it's supported by early parallel non-biblical versions of books that were in the, in the knowledge of the early church, you are going to say, hey, here is something that is important. For example, the Didache. The Didache mentioned several times Matthew uh, with quotations. Okay? So here we have something. You know, you're, you're saying that, but you know, 
when you go and read the accounts of all the baptisms that take place, it's always in Jesus' name. And when you're reading through scripture, it's always, Jesus is always instructing his disciples to do everything in his name. And that, and I can list, you know, the different accounts of baptism that's always in Jesus' name. Now, and this is after Christ went back to heaven, so they, the disciples would know what Jesus instructed them and would have done according to what he instructed them. I I understand that I I understand your point of view, and um and let me clarify this. Um, even when you think that way, you need to accept that it's in the Bible and it is in the original. This is not a note. This is not a side note. Uh, I, I don't remember if it's Erasmus or Eusebius, because one is involved with First John five seven, the other with this verse here. He was the the church historian for Caesarea. And he quotes from, you know, Matthew, which they believe is either the very original, you know, writing of Matthew or the first copy. And he does not use that in there. Let me, let me share with you some things that are going to uh, give you a little bit of light upon the topic, if I can, okay? First of all, here, this is a title that is very important in, in the Bible, Father. And um, there is nothing what I will say, suspicious regarding the name Father. Do you agree with that? Okay. However, the point is that this is very shocking in the early community of Jewish people. Why? Because probably it's one of the first times in which the great Jehovah in the Old Testament is called Father. And, and when you go to the book of Matthew you are going to see in the book of Matthew that is a very close relationship with what Jesus was teaching to the disciples with the concept of Father. Because in Matthew 6 is the Lord's Prayer. And the Lord's Prayer starts with a question and request of the disciples. Teach us to pray like John the Baptist was teaching his disciples to pray. Remember that? So he began to say, Our Father, which art in heaven. Okay? So that concept is technically the same concept. So when you trace the concept Father across the entire book, there is no problem with that. So first of all, this is one element. Okay? The second element that I am um, trying to to call the attention kindly to you uh, is, um, let's go to Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3, and we are going to be reading between the verses uh, 15 through um, 17. And uh, probably you remember by heart that that, uh, moment, because it it is important here. And, and we are not talking now technically about the Godhead or the Trinity, but the um, connections that the text is having with the background of the same book. Okay? Um, do you have it? Do you have it? Could you read? 15, 15 through 17, I guess. Is. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Jesus came from Galilee to John to Jordan 
And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and are you coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, here is the same thing. Because if you sum up the elements, the word Father is not here. However, the voice of heaven is telling, here is what? <coughs> my beloved son. If the voice in heaven is telling, here is my beloved son, who is the speaker? He's the father. So the concept father is here, is present. is present here. Because the voice, and this is, by the way, this is, um, this is not the only moment, by the way, uh, in the book of Matthew, because if you compare that, you are going to open probably Matthew 17, um, chapter 17, verses, I guess, 1 through 5, and that is the, the moment of the Mount of the Transfiguration. Remember that? And again appears a voice from heaven indicating that the Lord Jesus is my beloved son. So that is other recognition. And again, is the concept reaffirming the concept of father. But besides that, besides that, besides those moments, big moments, by the way, big moments, I will say solemn moments. Solemn moments. One, one uh, think about is the fulfillment of prophecy. Is the anointment of the Messiah. Is all the connection of the prophecies regarding the starting ministry of the Lord Jesus. That is a wonderful moment. You, you know, that, that is involved in that. When, when you compare with um, the presentation of God as a father, it is critical here, a, a new vision of the person of God. A new vision. Why? Because in several times in the Old Testament, uh, the conceptual of father, it is, um, it is in the Old Testament. But it's not as a close relationship uh, and, the, and the family involvement that is here. That, you know, personal. In, and, and because if he is father, what are we? His sons and daughters, his children, or children of God. So that is, that is uh, the beauty of the text. Okay. But in this context, and I'm, not, I'm coming back to uh, Matthew 3, in this context, what you see is the presence of the Father and the presence also of the Holy Spirit. It's clear. It's there. It's there, as a dove, say. Okay? And Jesus is there. So when Jesus is given this as a command, so go therefore and make disciples, madetes is the word that is used here. Um, 
you know, sometimes um, I can't. This is not a this is not a, a class on on discipleship, but um, but we need to to think that in the church the need is to make disciples. Discipleship making it is the process here. What is involved here, and and to go to all nations, baptizing them. In the name of the Father, think about now. This is my beloved Son, in which I have. So, here is something in which Jesus is sending his disciples to baptize in the same way in which he was baptized. But... That's what I'm saying. They heard his message. They knew what he said. May I add a thought? Yes. Okay. What if there was John's baptism, and now Jesus gives a new command saying, this is how I want you to baptize me. And, and so to differentiate, they're saying, we baptize in the name of Jesus, Jesus baptism. Saying, it wasn't John's, it was Jesus. And they didn't always spell out in the name of the fathers because they thought it was understood that this was what they are now doing in the way Jesus commanded them. But they didn't always spell it out completely because they wanted to make sure it was Jesus' baptism, not John's baptism. Just a moment. Well, you would have thought in all the accounts of baptism, somebody would have used that, but they didn't. They used it always in Jesus' name. And then they laid on their hands them to receive the Spirit. And, and, and the, the element here in the text is, and, and that is important, in the name, singular, and in the name, under that name, is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. If, if it was not that way, why, why early versions like the Didache were going to follow that vision? It's very clear that they were not only quoting Matthew in several other quotations, because when you go to the Didache, you are going to see that they are quoting here Matthew, and you go to Matthew, and it's in the right way in which it is there. And it's quoting Matthew here, and it's in the right way in which it is. And, and besides that, you are going to find out that it's a, in certain sense, uh, even theological implication connection with the baptism of the Lord Jesus because all of them were involved in the baptism of the Lord. And when we are baptized in the church, that is the solemn vision of the three names. And Ellen G. White mentioned that uh, in several quotations. And she quotes also this. And that is important to take in account. So, so you have a vision here. That is important. Um, so it is a, a very clear vision regarding that. And when, when you change the elements, you are going to change the theology. And when you change the theology, it's going to get a disparage or, or a kind of controversy among the text. But there is a rationale for founding all the elements that appear here. And I put in this the concept that is name, singular. Why? 
Because, uh, and this is coming from this reflection. Several times in the Bible, my view from the Bible, and I'm going to quote and, and, and try to assess what I'm going to be sharing, it's very clear that the holy writers in the Bible, when they were talking regarding God, they are talking in singular. And sometimes when the Lord in, her refle- in his reflection is talking, he used the plural. For example, let's go to the um, book of Genesis. Book of Genesis. And um, we are going to, to see Genesis chapter 1, verses... Guess, 26, 27, 28. Let me check. Faithful disciples of the Lord. Thank you. Okay. You have it? I don't know who said first. Could you read it? And God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over <coughs> and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Okay. Um, let me... Um analyze or, or share with you just a structure that appears here in verses 26 and 27. And God said, and uh, <clears throat> let, me, let me make a pause here. I used to be, um, I used to be um, working as an editor in South America several times. Maybe not several times. Uh, one time, long time. Um, Ten years, maybe. One of the things that you are searching when you are editing books or articles is mistakes, you know. And uh, because once it's print and the mistake is already in the view of everybody, there is no way in which you might be able to repair the mistake. You, you understand that, okay? The Bible says here, and God said, singular. You agree with that? Singular. And now, after the punctuation, uh, it is the voice of the Lord speaking and says in the text, let's make man in our image and after our likeness. Let us, so it refers to more than one. Plural. Plural. If you read in the story of redemption and uh, creation, it says the father and son engaged in the mighty wondrous work they had contemplated creating the world. And it uh, says, uh, and then God said to his son, let us make man in our image. Okay. That, I, am, I, am, I, am, I am bringing only the text of the Bible. Okay. But uh, the Bible says, let us once, first plural, in our image, 
second plural. After our likeness, third plural. Three times appears the plural. And the curiosity is that in verse 27 says, so God created man in our in, in his own image, and that is singular. So it's a kind of um, apologize for what I'm going to say. It's a kind of linguistic sandwich, if you permit me to say, or bouncing, you know, between singular, plural, and singular. Singular, plural, singular. It's clear. When I, when I saw this, I began to ask myself, this is the first time it appears in the Bible? No, it is not. But it's curious, because it appears later in, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 22, appears there, and appears also in 11, uh, um, chapter 11, 6 and 7, or between 5 through 7. Same thing, with the same condition, you know? The bouncing between um, singular, plural, and become men back in the singular. So every time, yes? So when you're looking at this, God involved the holy beings plus his son in the fact that they are going to create man. But he himself, only God created the man. Not the sun and not the whole and not the angels in heaven. So this is where the single comes in. Subtle, subtle, yes. subtle, subtle suggestion here. Yes. Uh, let me let me let me share with you regarding this. When you say holy beings, I'm not thinking in angels, because probably they were spectators of the creation of the man here. And, and the creation was performed by, the, by, by, God. by God. And, and, and I am not telling who God was, and the Bible is not telling that, the Bible. Right. So what the creation, when we say God, we involve the Father and the presence of the Lord Jesus. Mm -hmm. And um, because we are, you know, comparing with the New Testament versions like Hebrew chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. And, uh, and the concepts are there. But the point is that um, it is a kind of committee involved in the plural. And my only observation is this. Here, when, when the holy writers talk about God, they speak in singular, and God used for himself the plural. So this involves something that is very proper, and you are going to see in the New Testament, this. Every time that uh, we are referring to the Lord in singular. But there is a unity in the sense of Echad that I mentioned the other day that is involved in, in the divine beings creating in this kind of Well, you sense. have three entities which work as one. 
Mm -hmm. So if he gets the approval of the Son and the Holy Spirit, then God goes ahead and he creates man. So it's an approval of all three entities, but only one creates it. So that's where you get your plural and your single. Well, um, the Bible the Bible is clear regarding that, and it's important that we take in account um, also John chapter one verses one through three, because uh, for me it is it is a critical text that is important, and several times I use that section in dealing with Jehovah Witnesses. Um, why? Because they are really Arians and anti-Trinitarians. And, and when you are dealing with that, uh, let, let's, let's open that. Let, let's go to that uh, for a moment. Book of John, New Testament. It is quite interesting here. Um, the Bible says... The beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 2, the same was in the beginning with God. And now comes, for me, the critical text. You know, when, uh, when, I've been, when I started the ministry, um, I was single. Um, I married my wife one year later, and, um, and my first year, um, I have a lot of time dealing with Mormons, Jehovah Witnesses, Catholics, and, and I was involved in long discussions and even tried to move or, or, or refer to, to, the, to, the, to the text in the original, and, and I say, please, uh, I'm losing my time here. This text, verse 3, is critical. It is important. Yes. Could you read it? Verse 3. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. Think about this. All things were made by him. All things. This is some. If you read well, you are going to detect something. There is a, a positive and negative uh, section in this verse. The positive is the first. It says, all things were made by him. And, now the negative. And without him. If, if we take out him. If he is not there. Nothing that has been made was made. And, and when you go to the Udes in the original, is that the word um, in, in your version? Udes? And nothing, anything that has been created has been created. So this is telling you something about Jesus. Not made. This text says, He is the maker, He is not made. He is uh, the creator. He is not a creature. He is the one who makes things happen, but he is not part of that creation. That text is 
extremely important here. And that is in the in introduction. So um, the, from that, from that, by the way, um, I do have a, I do have a, um, a song leader in my church that every time that uh, invite to, to sing songs, say, let me share or invite you to sing this song that is my, my preferred song and uh, my favorite. And uh, the next time I invite you, and this is now another song, to invite you to sing my, my favorite song. Oh, hey, at this time we're 200, you know, and, and I say, why in the ball, Bill, you, you, are you right? What is your favorite? Because it's the one and two and this and the other and the other. John is wonderful. It's a wonderful book, but there is one question in the mind of John and one answer that is trying to search in that book is who is Jesus? And the entire testimony of the book of John is that Jesus is God. Yes. Several years ago, I used to babysit for a Jehovah's Witness family. And uh, one night after the kids left the bed, I picked up their Bible because I wanted to see how it dealt with John 1.1. And their version, that New World Translation, oh, yes. says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was a God. But the word A in the, in the one that I had was like italicized. So I went to the front of the Bible to find out what that means. And right in the front of their Bible it says that words in italic are not found in the original manuscript. So they're admitting that they're adding words to it to make it say what they want it to, to say. So when you put down A God, it changes the entire meaning. <laughs> and they're admitting they've added it. Because it says, words in italics are not found in the original manuscript. Hello? Why are you adding to it? The New World Version is the name? New World yeah, New World, World Version. Version. Yeah, the, New, the New World Translation. The New World Translation. The New World Translation. It's, um, okay, um, remember something. They make a Bible to fit to the doctrines. Yeah, they, they, they added the word to make it say, to fit their doctrine that Jesus yeah. was, that's what is not God. Also, them don't use the, the, also use the King James. Right. In certain sense, true. Yes, yes. The Catholicism yeah. do something. I've never had any Jehovah's Witness present their translation to me. They always use the King James Version. Oh, yeah. They know how to use it, and they've got their excuses on why that A can be a Well, Well, there is another explanation to that, and you are right. Because the books, the books that they make, they are oriented with this, and, and all the books have a connection with the pages um, in order that, you know, support or be supportive of, of this teaching. And there is a lot of, of problems with, with this version. But, okay, that, that's enough regarding with, with our brothers. I, by the way, uh, Ellen Chihuahua says that we need to speak uh, good sometimes of the people. I appreciate something of them, by the way. They are missionaries. Amen. They, are, they are missionaries, you know. And I am <laughs> I'm going, I'm going to share with you something regarding that because happened in Flint. Uh, we were, we were in, in Flint Church 
and Royce and myself uh, went to the neighborhood to ask questions regarding if they know Seventh-day Adventist Church. And we knock into a door and um, opened the door, um, 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 a gentleman, and we introduced ourselves uh, as Seventh-day Adventists, doing some kind of um, touching base with the vicinity, neighborhood, and talking about that, and inviting to the church, and came up the lady, and uh, Afro-American family, by the way, very, very, very um, gentle people, very uh, loving, kindness people, and the lady says, oh, interesting, Seventh-day Adventist, I am a Jehovah Witnesses. You know, guys, for me it's a surprise to see you in the streets knocking doors. <laughs> Yes, I, I, I don't know if I this or this, but I say ouch, because, because it touches, uh, and uh, that's true, you know, but um, we were, um, by the way, um, no fighting that time, no, no fighting, just gentleness and, and kindness regarding that. So, let me, let me share with you um, a couple of, my time is running up, and uh, um, and this is another thing that is important here. Um, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 13. That is part of the closing of the book of the second um, difficult congregation of the Corinthians written by the Apostle Paul. Um, 13 verse uh, 14. And the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. When I was writing my uh, view regarding the God we worship, I, I was surprised here regarding this. Why? Because Paul was a rabbi. You know, Jewish rabbi. And the Jewish people were very clear regarding the concept of God. And he's closing with the three names. Remember yesterday I, I presented and, and, and showed to you that in the New Testament appears in several orders. Uh, uh, sometimes the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit is a classic. But sometimes appears the Holy Spirit, the Son, and the Father, and, uh, and the triadic uh, structure appears very clearly in the, in the New Testament. However, what caught my attention is Verse 11, because in verse 11 says, Finally, brethren, very well, become complete, be of good comfort, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God, in the Greek in which Paul wrote this word is in singular, of love and peace will be with you. But at the end appears this, you know? So the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. So these, for me, are evidences in the New Testament about the plurality of the person, the divine person of the Lord. Um, several times you are going to see that. In 1 Corinthians 6, verse 11, for example, and such were some of you, says, 
but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified. And when, when the Bible says here, wash, what does it mean? Baptized. Baptized. By the way, when you read the context, the context is very complex. Because that context speaks of one of the biggest problems that we are having today in our society that means, you know, you know same-sex relationships. And that is condemned clearly in the Bible. And here, the Apostle Paul says, you were washed. So that is past tense. So you, you, you change. And uh, through what? Baptism. And here says, and you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. So, uh, again, the three names appears because it's part of the name of the baptism that, uh, that is classic in, in the Bible and, and in the New Testament. One, one of the things that, uh, for me, um, called my attention several times is, is this. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses uh, 4 through 6. Uh, bless you, by the way. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 6. There are, the Bible says, diversity of gifts, but the same spirit. There are difference of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but is the same God who works all in all. This is something with an invitation for reflection to us. This is probably the center of the reflection of this epistle. He's entering into the biggest gift that is love. And remember something. God is love. And, and this is just an insert here into the topic. When you read that, then that, is, that is not Corinthians, that is, that is not even Paul, that is John, that is the first epistle of the Apostle John, chapter 4, verses 6 through 8, that God is love. And, and call my attention because when, when you think in God being love, how it is possible to have love when you are only and the only being in the universe. Because love implies a relationship with another. Always. So that concept implies a plurality. Because if not, love cannot be possible. Yes, egocentrism or something like that. And, uh, or self-centered kind of manifestation. Think about because this is important. And, and by the way, the Apostle Paul is going to be talking about, about love and uh, in, in the next chapter, uh, chapter 12 is about the gift 
in the church. And um, when, when he's talking about the gifts in the church, hey, if we sum them up here, everyone has a gift that is going to be different from everybody. Your gift is different from Olga and uh, from, from every one of us has one gift that is personal, individual. And this is uh, what I will say, a manifestation of, of, of the knowledge and the love of our God for us. And uh, here says there are diversity of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversity of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. If you see here, the Bible is clear in mentioning the Spirit, the Lord, and God. So, name it. It's, it's clear. Uh, the question is this. Consider for a moment the reverse side of that proposition. If there were not a diversity of divine personalities within the one Lord God, Paul will not have received from him a model upon which to base his apostolic message of unity within the diversity of callings exercised by the individuals that compose the community of the elect. So our, our unity in the church, our unity, I, I, let me finish this reflection. Well, our unity in the church is a reflection of the unity in heaven. There are differences, but they are united. We have differences, but we might be able united. And that un unity in the communion of the church is a reflection of the unity of the Lord in heaven. Yes? Just here in Galatians 4, 6, it says here, because you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son in your heart, <coughs> the spirit who calls out Abba Father. And he makes it clear whose spirit it is. It's the spirit of his son. If you go back to John 14, Jesus says when he, the Holy Spirit is to come, he is going to abide with us. Him and his Father is going to abide with us. If you read down through chapter 14, you'll see it makes it clear that they're coming by their spirit, their omnipresence to abide with us. Yeah, the, 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 also here in this chapter, the diversity of the gifts are telling the reflection of unity in heaven that is reflected on the earth in the church. That is also important um, in my estimation and view regarding this, this centered topic. Let's go to Peter. First um, Peter chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. Peter, the Bible says, an apostle of Jesus Christ to the pilgrims of the dispersion. Diaspora is the word in the original. It means those who were Jewish background, but in, in several places of the world, you know. That is the meaning of, of the diaspora or dispersion. In the Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect according to the foreign knowledge of God, the Father in sanctification of the Spirit for obedience and sprinkling of the blood of, the, of Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace be multiplied. So, again, you see here um, a triple manifestation of the Lord 
um, in, the, in the opening of this epistle by another writer. Here is Peter. Sometimes, you know, Peter and Paul were not in, in, the, same, in the same game, you know. Um, but, um, but here they were in the, in the same topic. So um, another thing that is, that is important um, uh, to, to take in account and, and let me share with you something regarding some connections in the Old Testament with the with New Testament uh, that are important to, to read and to reinforce um, because sometimes we do have families, members who belong to another confession like Jehovah Witnesses or so. And, and here is a, an important connection that sometimes we don't uh, perceive. Open the Bible, please, in the book of Isaiah, in chapter 40. Chapter 40 is called the text of consolation in, in, the, in, that, in that section. Because it begins inviting to have, you know, that... Okay? Okay. Okay, thank you. Um, the Bible says here, a voice... Of one calling in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord. When the Lord appears in the New Testament with capital letters, I already mentioned to, to whom refers. What, is, what, is, what says in the original? Remember that? Yahweh. Yahweh. Adonai, by the way. Just to not offending Jewish, you know, because every time that appears the most sacred name of God in the Old Testament Jewish tend to say Adonai instead of, of Yahweh. <clears throat> you say right, by the way. There, there is no problem, um, uh, Sister Sirigliano. Uh, you say right. But I am just sharing not to avoid, I will say, or, or avoiding some kind of conflict with Jewish people regarding this, this topic. But it's announcing the coming of the Lord here. When you go to the New Testament, and let's go now to the book of Matthew, book of Matthew, and let's compare here together. Uh, Matthew chapter 3, verse 3. The Bible says this. John the Baptist, see verse 1 and 2. Is he that was spoken by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying, crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. And, and I put here in the original Greek New Testament, curious, make his path straight. So here is, here is the relationship. Old Testament, Isaiah, is saying, prepare the way of the Lord. Adonai. Yahweh, you say well, okay? Septuagint translation is curious. So every time that that word appears, it's telling you something, because here, to whom is applied that name in the New Testament by Matthew? <laughs> To Jesus, it's very clear. To Christ, yeah? It's very, very, very clear. 
By the way, you have here an, an important argument. I don't know here, by the way, what, what the New World Translation says and what the Jehovah Witnesses are going to say regarding that because um, I've, been, I've been with them several times, but, uh, you know, they are tweaking a little bit translations. But here, the concept is very clear in the original and the relationship um, between this is, is, is also uh, net. Um, another one, Isaiah 7, verse 14, that is a, an important relationship because it's a, what I would say, a kind of introduction of the Lordship and the divinity um, predicted and prophesied, um, and the connection is clear between Isaiah and the book of Matthew. And the Bible says in Isaiah 7, 14, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel. What is the meaning? God with us. Um, by the way, every time that you see an Hebrew name, hey, thank you for coming. God bless you. And uh, hey, good to see you, by the way. God bless you. If I don't see you today. Good. Oh, Featherson. Every time that you see this, the, the uh, excuse me? The, the section of the suffix, technically, will be, means L, that is an abbreviation of El, Eloha, Elohim, that is the name of the Lord, you know? Uh, and um, Emmanuel is God with us. Technically, in the reading, it's at the beginning. Is there a difference for the Old Testament that's an I for Emmanuel and the New Testament an E for Emmanuel? Oh, sometimes it's not. Maybe it's like when you are arriving to South America and you give your name and somebody is listening and writing your name and you are going to get a distortion just in entering the country. Now with the computers, they are... Yeah, but but there is there is not technically it has not to be. The point is this: the the bridge between this and this, remember, is what is in between. In between is the Septuagint, that is the first translation of the Holy Scriptures, Old Testament Scriptures, into the Greek, and that that is from about. Uh, 250 before Jesus, that was made in Egypt. Egypt, that that is uh, tradition says that um, 70 wisdom men translated the the Bible, the Old Testament scriptures, in 70 days. I don't believe that, but this yes, in 70, 70, 70 is uh, two months and a half, and uh, I don't believe that by the way, but. Uh, but it's part of, um, uh, you are going to find out the, the background of what I'm saying in the um, called Letter of Aristeas. It's apocrypha. But I am quoting to you. There is no other version 
regarding the, the origin of the Septuagint, by the way. And, and probably in the migration of the name, it's going to change this. But it, it's the same subject, because it's God with us. And technically here is the Lord Jesus. And again, uh, Matthew is applying a prophecy given in the old times to the Jewish people uh, regarding the Messiah to the Lord Jesus. It's very clear, and, uh, and that is another point important regarding that. Um, I'm going to jump over this. Um, let, me, let me share with you um, maybe something else. Uh, uh, okay, here we are. John, in the, let's, let's go to the Gospel of John. And um, in the book of John, the question, central question, is who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? And um, in the book of John, from chapter 1, 2, 3, till the end, is going to give us an answer. <coughs> I like very much, for example... <coughs> Let's open our Bibles in book of John, chapter 1. It's, it's, John is one of the books in the Bible that likes very much to me. Several things are, are in the book of, of, of John that appeal my attention. Um, for example, verse 5. We already read verse 1 through, through 3. So let's jump briefly to verse 5. And um, verse 4. Uh, in him was life, and the life was the light of man. Verse 5. And the light shined in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Like it very much, this. Why? Why, Olga? Uh, because it tells us so much about so little. Uh, about uh, the nature of God. Of course. Of course. Uh, this is the main motto of the Waldatians, by the way. Every time that you see a, a church that has la lumière brille dans ténèbres, in French, the, la luz brille dans la ténèbre, Spanish, in, um, and the light shine in darkness, English, you are going to see that in the background is a Waldensian church because this was the main motto of them. Remember something. Light. Sanctuary. Most holy place. That was the reflection of the glory of the Lord, the Shekinah. And that is the idea that is nurturing the background here in, in, in the basis of that. And, and probably, maybe you can disagree with me, but let me share with you something. Verse, um, verse 14. Because here says something that is extremely appealing theologically regarding the concept of the, the wording of this gospel. 
Verse 14, you have it? Um, Mrs. Uh, Sister Sirigliano, could you read it? And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the exalted begotten Father, full of grace and truth. Okay, here says, and the word was made flesh. And you see the word that says, dwelt among us? The original says something quite, quite interesting. Eskenosen and hemin. Eskene. Eskene. What is, what is the word skene in the Old Testament? Skene is the same word with which the Septuagint, that means the translation into the Greek language, translates the word tabernacle. Tabernacle. He, the Lord, made himself into a tabernacle among us. You remember the Lord made a tabernacle oh, in the tabernacle. old t tabernacle? Oh, tabernacle. Okay. Hey, sorry. No. Apologize. <laughs> For us, oh, who? It is, it is the same... It is, it is the same, Olga, it's the same word, but we need, we need to respect the locals. <laughs> we, we need to humble ourselves to, to the locals and, and to, and to um, abide in, in their grace because even when we are pronouncing bad, they are, they are understanding well. <laughs> yes. You know, I always go by uh, creation. It never ceased to amaze me when I went back later on in creation how many things I have discovered. Yeah. But what did God do? Separate darkness or light from the darkness. This to me is the key thing. Yes. And I look from it always. Thank you. People do turn the lights off in some of our churches and burn the candle. I said, for what? Is God in darkness? Yeah. It is total spiritualism. Yeah. Coming back to the topic, verse 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. When, when the Bible says this, use the concept of that he became a tabern tabernacle, tabernacle among us. And that is the meaning. When, when you go to the Old Testament, the Lord requests to make a tabernacle for, for, for him, and he was going to dwell with them. Twelve tribes, twelve disciples in the New Testament. So when... Of course, of course. And, and that is the connection, and that is a wonderful connection. But it's also telling us about the community of the connection of the Lord Jesus with the Old Testament. So every time you are going to be reading and sharing this concept, it is a full sense of the fulfillment coming from the Old Testament 
into the New Testament and the new life that is in the Lord Jesus. And, uh, and by the way, he has been called to be his disciples, his followers. And uh, that is our task. Hey, God bless you. And, uh, and continue enjoying the camp meeting. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be here next year, but uh, it is a pleasure always to be here. But uh, if I am asking to be here or uh, to share something, I'm going to be ready for that if the Lord wants to be. God bless you. And my best wishes for every one of you, okay? Why don't we have a word of prayer? Uh, Pastor Richardson, could you dismiss us with a word of prayer? Thank you. Father in heaven, thank you so much for allowing us to come together and study. Study you, your oneness, the Holy Spirit, Jesus. We pray, Father, that we'll continue to study God bless you. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.